everybody welcome backstage with spike that opening song you just heard that was by the liminalist and his song one more day all right everybody i'm really happy man i got here with me today uh patrick aka p funk shipley he's the founder and basis of the band Faithhead. love these guys been following them now on uh instagram and twitter for about two years i love their music uh patrick how you doing man I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Much better now that you're here. Finally, all right. Finally getting things rolling again. Like I said, um, I'm just getting over the whole COVID crap, so uh, trying to get back in the swing of things. I feel bad. There's a couple of bands I was supposed to do that we had to cancel, and uh, my apologies go out to the Metal Birds. I must have set up stuff with, uh, with Rye maybe five times and had to keep canceling. That's a good band right there. Oh, yeah. So hopefully we can get things rolling again. How you doing? You guys are down in what? Chattanooga, Tennessee, right? Yeah, we're just up the road there from you know, up I-75 in Chattanooga. I'm currently in quarantine right now myself. Uh, I'll be in quarantine through Labor Day. So my, my daughter, Amelia, tested positive. So even though I've had two negative tests, I'm in quarantine. So it's a okay. good time for an interview. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. What else you got to do, right? Oh, so, yeah, pretty so the, much. The quarantine now, is this like for like uh, work too or what? Yeah, yeah. Um, fortunately, I'll be out of quarantine and we'll be, we're hitting the road uh, here in about two weeks to head to Kansas City. Okay. We're playing Nehemiah Fest up in Smithville, which is north of Kansas City. And then two weeks after that, October 1st, we're the Friday night headliner at Rockin' the River in Lead Hill, Arkansas. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Too bad you weren't running that because right now I think uh, my boy Eric, uh, Jake from um, Wild Street, they're playing around that area. Yeah. They're all yeah. up in there. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not shut down as of yet. So Right. So, Although I anticipate, I anticipate it, but I'm hoping that we'll be able to do the shows. Hoping for the best, right? Yeah. Well, they're outdoor shows, so it shouldn't be too bad. So let me ask you a question. So you guys, sure. you you formed the band in what 2016? Yeah, it kind of goes. You know, you know how it goes with bands. You kind of it takes you a while to get every all the pieces together. But officially, we were I would what I would call a band in 2016. Okay, I hate you finally get the pieces together, and then some of them start falling off again, and you got to start yeah. all over again. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it, it, it kind of, the, the idea kind of started in twenty late 2014, early 2015, and then it took me about a year, really, about a year and a few months to get it off the ground. Then once we got to October 2016, we were really off to the races then. So we've been at it a while. And you guys, I know, it's right off the bat. I mean, you were nominated for quite a few awards, like, in your area, from radio stations. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the, the accolades are nice, uh, and and it's appreciated. Right. Uh, but you know, we, you know, we we're all you know pretty much seasoned musicians, and you know some of those things. You know, the, even the the acknowledgement is nice. Uh, it, it, to me, it's at the end of the day, it's the fans, you know, people who are, you know, supporting us on a daily basis that, you know, those are the people that, uh, that, that, that really gets me going, you know, you know, getting the awards and the acknowledgement is nice, but, you know, hearing back from the fans is what really does it for me. And, and it's funny, one of, one of my pet peeves, and again, it's, it's me, it's my pet peeve is, um, I always believe that music is, uh, it's art and it's artistic. It's not a competition. It's not a competitive. It's not a sport. And I hate, I always tell people, please, you know, don't nominate, you know, my band or my music for anything. Please don't ask me to vote for you. I hate that crap too, where it's, it's you know, <laughs> just, you know, vote 10 yeah. times a day for us. And, but again, it's nice to get an accolade, you know, from, from, uh, you know, some entity, you know, that um, likes what you're doing, but this like begging for votes or, you know, trying to pad votes or, Hey, look, we got this award, but I, I don't care to me. It's not competitive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's art. Well, you like it. You like it. You don't, you don't, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, if, if somebody puts us up for something, I'll share it. I mean, it's, it's all, it's all good. Um, I, and, and the, the problem is in, and probably your average listener probably doesn't know this, but you know a lot of these award things are bought. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm in the restaurant business. I know all about that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's a, there's this like yeah, just send us fifty bucks and uh, we'll yeah, put you in the diamond plate award. Yeah, I, I know so many restaurants with plaques all up on the wall, but they bought them, man. Yeah, it, it's nuts. I yeah. mean. It's it's really nuts, and I'm like, uh, you know what? I'll save my fifty bucks or my hundred dollars, and I'll just go out and get me a plaque that says, "Hey, I bought this plaque." Right. You know, it's like so. the restaurants around here too. You know, if you give like you know a two hundred fifty dollar donation to like the local magazines, they come in and do a big article on your restaurant. You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, yeah. It's a paid yeah. advertisement, is what it really is. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's so much of that in the music, and it was a bit of a shocker, really. And um, there was a there was this manager person telling me, "Yeah, you need to go do that." I'm like, "Why would I pay for something like that?" You know, well, so you got something to talk about for that particular quarter, and I'm like, "Well, I hope my music's good enough to talk about." <laughs> Or my latest, right, my latest right. song, or I hope I don't have to go pay. But I mean, apparently, it's a thing. It is a it is a thing that artists do. They'll go and pay and get this award, and they go, "Oh, we got this award." Oh yeah, and then they. You know what? You know, okay. You but get me onto this other subject. That's another pet peeve of mine. There's nothing wrong with embellishing, and there's nothing wrong with you know like you know promoting stuff i just hate when bands or artists start believing their own hype you know you could tell like you know all right you know a little something went your way or whatever and you want to tell buddy about it and you're playing it up that's cool but then they get to a point of like you like they're believing what they're talking about and it's like dude you sit you do know you bought that award you know what i'm saying you do know you know you paid for those followers it's like come on man yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that either. I don't pay for streams. Right. I don't pay for, I don't pay for radio play. Uh, I don't do, I don't believe in doing any of that cause it's, it's fake. Yeah. I mean, I could, you know, 
Um, I mean, we could do it. We could we could play the game with a lot, you know, a lot of these guys. It would cost us a lot of money, and we wouldn't get a whole lot of stuff done. But I I'm surprised, and because I mean, you're on Twitter, and you probably get the same messages with your your band that we get. Like, hey, I can get you a thousand more followers. I can get ten thousand streams. I can get you this for you know just a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. Well, see again. I'm not doing that. I want real people. Well, we're talk- I mean, we'll keep the subject going right now is I don't mind that somebody's trying to make a buck and I don't mind that somebody's asking me, you know, hey, you know, if you give us 50 bucks, we could do this for you. All right, cool. I get it. It's when you say no, because first of all, that's why I'm on Twitter. I'm doing it. I don't need you to do it. That's why I'm doing it. OK. Right. And, and but they, they, they get like animate or they get like nasty with you. Like, well, you know, you're making a big mistake. You know, you, should, I mean, you serious now, dude? Now, now you're going to try and guilt me into this or threaten me that, like, you know, I'm screwed unless I, like, go at you and give you money? Now, now, you're, now you get me annoyed, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 really just, they're really just a bunch of asses, you know, when they come to that kind of thing, you know, just being jerks because, you know, yeah, that, yeah it's how the game is played. But I'm not interested in playing the game. You know, I want real fans. You know, we you know we don't push. Um, you know, we 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 push YouTube, and I think we may have over like four hundred, maybe four hundred fifty subscribers now. But I know those are so, that's a solid number. You know, whereas Twitter, you know, we got like twelve thousand followers. Yeah, but I'm gonna say probably about sixty percent of those might be real people. I don't know. Right, or sixty percent of you only wind up even conversing with you know ten percent of them. Right. I mean, because you know, if you know how social media works, maybe only ten percent. If I put out a tweet right now, maybe five, maybe ten percent people who are actually following me get to see it until I promote it. Then, you know, until I spend money and and it depends on how much money you spend. Well, all of your people see it. And that's where they get. That's how people don't understand. That's how social media works. And, oh, I got 10,000 followers. 10,000 people will see it. No, no, that's not how it works. No, it doesn't. You know, and you know, what, what, what's funny is like, um, again, everybody wants something different out of this. At, when I was younger, I, I mean, I've talked about this in other shows, you know, when I was younger and I was, you know, 16 and 17 and we were playing the clubs and stuff, you know, I wanted to become famous. I wanted to become, you know, the next heavy metal god, you know. Now right. I'm just having fun doing the music and it's so much more enjoyable. Like, I don't give a crap, dude. I know I'm not going to get rich. I know I'm not going to get famous. I'm just having fun. And what's really cool about it is because I do this, I get to meet somebody cool like you and we get to have this conversation and do this, you know? I'm not making no money off of this show. I'm, I'm having fun. And, yeah, and, and, and I'm it, really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. And I, I, and, and we made the, the, we're having a conversation off air. You know, people that you know think it's a competition. I'm not competing against anybody. You know, uh, and if and then there are some people that would say, well, you know, you're just a weekend warrior. You know, you have a day job. You know, all these professional artists that have to rely on all their merch sales and all this. Well, I mean, we all know and it's a stated fact that only two percent of the people in the music industry actually make a living from their music. Two percent is the equivalent of hitting the lottery. I mean, I can list off a bunch of bands that I know. 
that are national touring acts, some international, and when they come off tour, they go back to their day job. Selling real estate. They're working construction. Yeah, selling cars. I know one guy who is a he he's a massage you know therapist at Martha's Vineyard. Right, that's right. His job. I mean, and and then and some of these guys are on like indie labels, like Sony, like an independent subsidiary of Sony, and then they have to pay to go on tour. People, that's something else that blows people's mind. You have to buy on to a tour. I mean, you don't just get to go travel for free. No. Yeah, everything in the music industry has a price. And like, it's funny, you know, when, when we were younger, you know, you would play certain clubs that, you know, you never played there before. So they, okay, you pass with your, de- with your you know, you would give them a demo tape, you give me a cassette. They were like, okay, you're going to play Monday night. You don't get paid. Okay. And then after the show is done, you owe like $50 for the sound man, you know? So yeah so now it's like you know uh one of my son's friends bands they wanted me to play guitar for them and i'm like uh yeah you know no problem but it's like i don't mind doing it but i'm not gonna pay no more i'm not gonna drive an hour and a half up to north naples park my car in some (laughs) horrible neighborhood i gotta give i gotta kick in 50 bucks like for no 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 no. i don't do that no more i mean i don't care if i'm getting paid you know what i'm saying but i'm not paying no more i mean this guy's i mean i'm an adult now i'm I'm in the restaurant business this guy's making you know eight grand tonight off of liquor sales alone and he wants 50 bucks from me for the sound now that's not happening yeah yeah nashville's rampant with that too that whole pay to play kind of thing chattanooga has been trying to do it where we're from and you know there's there's still there's still a few good places where you don't have to do that and that's that support indie music and you know that's you know it's tough and it's you know we're you know we're kind of all in the same boat when it comes to this kind of a thing you know in the bigger markets you know atlanta we got a lot of people that listen to our music you know through streaming services in atlanta and atlanta is about near it's impossible to get break into and we're just like a, you know two hours away you know we can play in nashville just about any time but man you can't get into atlanta atlanta's a hard nut to crack and i and i don't know why you know i never i i guess it's more competition down there i i don't know I I guess you know it's just harder to get it and get those gigs. So they kind of, unless you're not a local, they kind of got you locked out. Chattanooga was that way for a long time. Unless you were a national touring act, there was only certain you know big venues that uh, uh, would you know get get into. They were they were we were kind of making a turn on that, but then COVID hit and then kind of you know kind of screwed us all up again. But right. See, I wish I wish I could do it, um, but I can't. Uh, my my whole life, I always like to play, you know, my music, and it's like, especially like here where I am, you know, in a uh, tourist area. If you don't mind doing like you know covers, you can make money. Then I mean, I know a lot of like entertainers around here that do Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, you know, the right. Beach Boys, and you know, mm-hmm. they stand up there and they sing, and you know, they got the background music. It's basically like karaoke is what they're doing, but they're very good at it, and they're getting paid, you know, six hundred dollars in the restaurants to sing for three hours. That's funny because my chiropractor, my chiropractor, at one point we were joking. He has he plays more gigs a year than I do because he does covers. He does. He does uh, country, 
and uh, some rockabilly, but basically dance hall music. Right, and he's getting and paid he gets too. Paid, he yeah. gets paid more. Yeah, my chiropractor gets paid more gigging than I do. Yeah, because you think about it, like like the restaurants around here, like you know, I used to manage a couple of them, and you know, you're on the water, the boats are pulling in. And, you know, nobody wants to hear something they don't know. These people want to hear Sweet Caroline. And, you know, they want to hear stuff like that. And you get the people staying and drinking and hanging out. So they'll pay you five, six hundred bucks, man, for three hours. And my, my boy, Johnny Fusco, you know, my main singer, he has, you know, four steady gigs a week. The guy's pulling in over two grand a month cash. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's beautiful. But. He's asked me a number of times, you know, bring your guitar. We'll do a couple of like, you know, uh, bluesy stuff. I was like, dude, I, ugh, I just, I don't want to do. I want to do my own music. I really don't want to sit there. No offense to you, but I don't want to sit there and 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 you know, strum to the platters. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't like driving. I, I don't, I'm not a fan of driving 14, 16 hours to go play a 45 minute set of somebody else's music. I'm just yeah, not. Absolutely not. I don't care. And what there's it nothing. Pays. It, and it's not knocking, you know, it's not knocking people who do covers. I mean, there's a lot of people that make a living doing covers, oh, and that's yeah. great. Good that's living, great. too. Like you and I and, said before the show, you do you, and I'll do me. So, if, you know, if you want to do it, do it. But I'm not yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, we've, I mean, we've, we've weaved a few covers in in the past. We don't do as much as we used to. Uh, you know, starting out, it's a different story for, you know, an indie artist who's doing original music. I mean, I think you got to have something, you know, for people to grab, you know, hold on to. So we 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 did a we did a few covers in the beginning, and yeah, we threw them in there, and and until people kind of knew our music, you know, then we like, you know, everybody likes our music, so right, they all our fans like our music, so well, let's not worry about playing someone else's song. Well, speak. So, Speaking of your music, I don't mean to cut you off, but I really want sure. to get on. I don't want to forget about this. Your newest song you got out now, okay? Uh, when the Dominoes Fall. Awesome song. And I, I mean, here's what I love. About, like, so let me ask you a question. I, I know you guys don't categorize yourself. You're heavy rock, you're metal, you know, it's Christian based, you know. Um, what I love is like, it was like, this is a perfect example. I mean, this song, I love the song. It totally kicks ass. It starts out with like with slide guitar, you know, mm -hmm. and then you guys get into this gut wrenching, like metal in the middle of it. It's just, to me, it's brilliant. I love the way you combine it, the way you go from so soft and mellow and, and like a bluesy background into heavy metal. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, let me start with the first part of your, your question comment there. Um, yeah, we don't really, we don't categorize ourselves, uh, and it's not, it's not that we're ashamed of our Christian worldview. Some people react to it differently. You know, if you call us a Christian hard rock band, we'll say, yeah, we're a Christian hard rock band. If you just call us a hard rock band, we're gonna say, yeah, we're a hard rock metal alternative, whatever kind of band, whatever label, whatever label makes you feel comfortable. You know, um, you know, Johnny Cash was a Christian and he was called a country artist, not a Christian country artist. He was just called a country artist. 
So, uh, you know, if it makes you feel better to call us Christian artists, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take whatever you feel comfortable labeling us. It's just the worldview. It's just how you see the world through what eyes you perceive things. And what the example that I give is, you know, Faith Head is no different than early Black Sabbath. If you go listen to After Forever, you know, go read the lyrics to that. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, we're 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 telling our stories, or you know, playing out, writing our lyrics from the Christian worldview. I mean, it's just who we are, and no different from you know Johnny Cash or any other of those artists. But you know, people want to put a label on it, and you know, if you want to label it, that's fine. I mean, we're not. I mean, we're not ashamed. It's who we are. Everybody in the band's a believer, and it makes things a whole lot easier when you're on the same page lyrically writing. But, um, but you know, it's whatever you want to call us is what we are. Because um, some, you know, in Europe, we're looked at more as more alternative. We're not heavy enough to be called metal in Europe, but in the states, we're metal. So depending, so we we like I said, we try not to stick to the label thing. We're we're, we're played in the UK. We get, we're played in Germany. Germany, we're we're you know we're just not metal enough for for Germany. So, so that makes it up. hard though. Like like when you go to a, say a club and you want to play there, and the guy's like, all right, well, what type of music do you play? What are you bluegrass, country? What are you? What do you tell them? We tell them hard rock, alternative. There you go. Okay, metal. Cool. You know, gotcha. you know, we just tell them we, we play hard rock because that's what we do. Right. I mean, that's the style of music we play. Is it, you know, I say we have a heavy. You know, if somebody asks us, we're, we're heavy music with a heavy message. You know, we're not we're not talking about getting high. We're not talking about getting drunk or anything right. like that or murdering people. Right. There's enough <laughs> negative. There's yes. enough negative stuff out there. That's what I was going to say to you. I mean, with, with like the heavy metal stuff, it's like how much of this, you know, you know, all hail the dark under. I mean, how much of this can you do? It's like, come on, man, really? Yeah. Another yeah, topic. I mean, God. Yeah. The hell, the hell Satan thing's been done many times. It's so a, yeah, it's not. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, and, and if that's your thing, you know, do your thing. You know, if that's your art, do your art. But, you know, that's not the worldview I have. And, you know, and you're entitled to your worldview, and that's fine. You know, the problem that I have, if I had to say, because of my worldview, I have to, I have to fight for my space in the marketplace of ideas. Because I, and that's the part where I get upset. Because uh, I've, you know, um, you know, we've been, our music's been kicked off you know, radio stations before. It's like, oh, yeah, we because did not. Like, like what's amazing is, you know, if, it, if it's about sex, it's okay, it's cool. If it's about, you know, the devil, it's okay, it's cool. If it's about, you know, debauchery and, you know, total, you know, but it's, but then like when you mention like the Christian or you start getting into say, talking about good values, it's like, you know, whoa, whoa, hold on a second, you know? Yeah, it, it, that, that, I mean, it, it's it's like, I, so I don't have a right to a point of view. You know, that's what it boils down to. It's I don't have a right in the marketplace of ideas. I don't get to have a voice in the public square. That's where I get upset because, you know, and, and, and I hate to say this, you know, I've, I've traveled all over the, the United States. And we're, and we're what I'm going to talk about here is preconceived ideas because I'm a because I'm a white male, 
but a southern accent. When I'm in New York, what do people automatically assume? I'm a ra- I'm a racist. That's basically what a lot of people, and that's why people think they, they they assume because I'm a white male with a southern accent, I'm a racist. Well, I hate to tell them, my ancestors were in the Union. I'm sorry to disappoint you. They were not. They did not. They were not in the Confederacy. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I can take you up here, not you know, a mile from where I live, and show you my great ancestor who was in the Union. Sorry to disappoint you, but it's the same thing with Christian music, you know, or what people perceive as Christian music or Christians in general. I know I have a right to a worldview, just the same as you do. And what I'm trying to, all I'm trying to do is, you know, put my worldview out there with everybody else. I'm not saying yours is wrong and I'm right. It's it's right. mine. But you're it's entitled mine. to have a voice too. I'm entitled to have a voice. Right. And uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that um you know i need to be out there putting out anything negative i don't want i don't want to write anything my kids can't listen to right, right i don't right. want to write anything that my grandkids you know 20 years down the road and they're thinking yeah that was that was him you know he could <laughs> i want my family to be able to listen to it right and, and you know it's funny because like like um I don't, the last couple of songs that i put out now i got now adam hyman um, he's been singing some of my songs and I gave him a couple of tracks with the titles and he's like, dude, um, I don't feel comfortable singing that. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, come on the coven. You know, I was like, dude, you listen to black Sabbath and stuff like that. If you listen to my music, I, I sing, we, we write, you know, I, I do all the writing and I write about like the dark and evil stuff but i'm if you listen to the lyrics i'm warning you about it i'm not praising it you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that you know you know we're, you know all hail the devil i'm saying beware of the devil beware of these witches they're evil stay away protect your soul so you know when he got the lyrics and he's like oh dude this is pretty cool i was like this is what i'm telling you i'm not i don't i'm not promoting it or praising it it's talking about it because you need to talk about so you can't bury your head in the sand talk about it but warning you to stay away from it you know and then someone is going to hear this hear this interview and say spike you are repressing the the evil witches covens you are you're you you're going to get canceled for your song let's just be honest because there's some probably some wiccan out there that's saying well just because you're a witch doesn't mean that you're evil right 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 exactly you know and this is where we are in our society that you can't just you really gotta mind your p's and q's you know yeah i mean i'm not and i'm not doing that you know and then and you shouldn't as an artist you shouldn't as a musician you shouldn't as a comedian or an actor or an actress everybody shouldn't be you know i don't know what what happened i, I want to say it probably happened in 2008 somewhere around there everybody became offended by everything you know it just you couldn't have an opinion that was different Everybody had to have the same opinion about everything. Right, everybody had to conform. Yeah, this whole conform. Yeah, the, that's the word is conform. To have, you know, and, and and I believe you know, and I believe everybody. If you're an American, if you're a U.S. citizen, you have rights to live however you choose. If you're a homosexual. You have the right to be a homosexual. You have the right to be, a, you know, 
a Muslim, you have the right to be a Muslim. We're, we, we all have the same liberties. Right, but the problem is, is that what you're saying is 1,000% true, but then there's people out there that it's only the subject matter that they think is valid. In other words, you could be Muslim, that's cool. You could be gay, that's cool. You're Christian? Uh, no, I don't know about that. Like, come on, where do you come up with this stuff? You know what I'm saying? If everybody's everybody, and everybody's everybody. Well, that's because there's the stereotype that because, oh, he's he has a Christian worldview, he must hate me. No, that's not, I mean, that's not true. You know, I, I, I don't hate anybody. Do I hate the things that a lot of people do? Yeah, I, I see a lot of people that I come across in my travels, you know, playing shows that are doing things. And I know people in my part, you know, as well in my personal life that are doing things that are hurting, that are hurting themselves, you know, and, but I'm no different in some ways than they are. You know, I don't, I don't drink or smoke or do drugs or anything like that, but I love Skittles. <laughs> I love chocolate chip cookies. I haven't had Skittles I mean, in a I while. Mean, you know, <laughs> I, I love Skittles. to, I mean, I love to eat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's just as bad for my health as some other things. You right. Know, obviously, I'm not going to get uh, I'm not going to get go to jail for a pound of Oreos <laughs> and doing a lot. Right. I'm sorry, officer. I was doing a line of Oreos, <laughs> you know, but uh, oh, I mean, the man. consequences are a little different. But I mean, it's it's but from my worldview, it's all the same. If you look at our world, you can see a lot of things, you know, are coming or it's, it's going to start coming down, you know. Uh, and it's not just political as much as it is economic, as it is social and moral and, and things of that nature. Uh, the bill comes due. I always think of the movie Doctor Strange when uh, the guy says, the bill comes due. Yeah, somebody has to pay for all this. You know, there's 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 in what we call a post-truth culture. There's still an objective reality, whether you want to believe it or not. Somebody has to pay the bill. Somebody has to pay the price. So um, whether you whether you believe the Christian worldview or not, you know, the, uh, most of the major world religions will tell you there's consequences to all your actions, you know, and somebody's got to pay for them unless you're lucky enough to, you know, to slip out you're going to pay for it you know and if you if you don't believe in the afterlife then then you know yeah they got away scot-free but if you believe in the afterlife then you know somebody's going to pay eventually but that was the you know the the idea behind the song is truth seems to have a divine nature and no matter how hard you try to bury something truth truth in its divine nature comes out and that, you know, the, the, there is a scriptural basis, Luke chapter 12 on this, you know, it's talking about what's, you know, and Johnny Cash even saying about this, what is done in the dark will be brought to the light. God, and that's, yep. that is yep. a, that's yeah. pure scripture right there. Yes, it is. Um, is so, that from when the man comes around? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Love that song. Yeah. Love that song. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, but anyways, not to get too far off into the weeds, but the point of it is. You know, there there's consequences and the dominoes. I think we're starting to see dominoes fall between riots and Corona and all these things that have been going on for the last two or three years. Um, it, it's it, it's coming down. It's coming down. And 
and it, it's not you know it's like hey this is a happy song no <laughs> it's not a happy song it, it's you know it reminds me of um when metallica put out one for injustice for, for you know, all yeah. just for all album yeah and it's like uh the, there's a guy on the radio and I, uh, apparently this was a joke because uh, i saw it in an interview with uh, kirk hammett he's like now on a brighter note after that song goes <laughs> off you know, so like, paid attention. So yeah. Domino's is kind of like our one. You yeah, know? It's like, yeah, hey, it's all going to crap, y'all. Y'all need to like uh, figure it yeah. out. Woohoo! It's all going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being with that being said, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm dying to hear it, and I want to play it for everybody. Okay, what's coming up now is I'm going to be playing uh, "When the Dominoes Fall" by Faithhead. Check this out.
All right. Awesome track. When the Dominoes Fall. I love that song. Thank you. Yeah, it's um it's one of uh, it's 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 one of those songs that uh it kind of came out of left field. Uh, Brian Montgomery, who is our second guitarist, uh Brian came on a couple of years ago. Um he had this he had that main riff and um Brian was in another band uh, called Nevermind the Damage, and that band, they never liked it. They thought it was a little too twangy for him, for them. So, but they were, you know, they were more of a core kind of a band. But you know, you know, Faithhead being more kind of more melodic, I was like, I loved it. I was like, man, you know. And I'm like, and he was playing it, and he had showed me the, he had the the main riff, and then he had the chorus riff. And um, and I think maybe the bridge, and I'm like, man, and I said, I love that song, and I, it's like, I, I, and I said, I even know the title of it, I call, and it's like, it's when the dominoes fall, and he, and he's like, okay, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then um, so when faith head works is is we're a writing collective, right? That's what I wanted to ask you. Who is there any main writer or is it collaborative all the time? Uh, Faithhead, when I set up Faithhead, it's set up to be a collaborative. Now, there are principal architects on certain songs, uh, like like on Domino's, Brian is the predominant architect of the the riffage there. So he, you know, he had the main, you know, kind of the main idea. And then what he did was he brought it to the band and said, hey, I got this thing. Do y'all like this? Which I'm like. I love it. And then if Brian ever hears this interview, he's probably tired of me hearing this, me say this. Nine out of ten, nine out of ten riffs that Brian writes, I love. Now that one, eh, but nine out of ten, not bad. You know, I mean, I love. I mean, Brian and I are cut from the same cloth, so a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that he does, I love. And uh, so I had some, I had a little bit of input on this. Um, um, so he had pretty much the frame, you know, we, we, where the collaboration came in on that song was really, uh, the arrangement. I had a little bit of input there though. Donnie swears, will probably swear it because he was, he was recovering from two back surgeries and was high on pain pills. He says that he came up with the slide guitar part, but that was my idea. <laughs> the slide guitar was my idea for him. Okay. Uh, so, and then Dale, our drummer, uh, he, he pinned uh, a good chunk of the lyrics. One of the choruses I, I contributed to, but um, uh, Dale, our drummer, who, who's quite the he's he's quite a good lyricist he he uh he penned most of those lyrics to me that's the hardest part is lyrics i could write if you said listen i need 10 songs in two months no problem if you said i need lyrics for one song um give me six months i see, find I'm it the, the hardest opposite. yeah see i'm the opposite i can sit down and write lyrics all day long oh that's great and I mean, I, I'm prolific in that in that way. I, and I've got lyrics upon lyrics upon lyrics. Right. But uh, music, if I write, it's funny. It's funny because if I write lyrics, I don't have music. But if I have music, I can't write lyrics. <laughs> so, 
So this one was one of those. It was a great team effort, and um, Donnie knocked it out of the park with the slide guitar thing. Yeah, it's great. He wants wants to think it's just he had to play it. Okay, he had to play it. He had to come up with the slide guitar part and the whole whole shooting match. So he is. So is this song like in a certain tuning? Are you doing like an open G tuning or D tuning or no? I don't know what he. T- I know his tuning for the slide was open. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. We are we are a whole step down, drop C. Okay. So, yeah, we're we were at what I what I would call Guns and Roses tuning. We were just a half step. Right. Then we were drop. You know. You know. Right. C sharp. I, I do I do E flat tuning. Sometimes you know drop D flat tuning. And then I got the Digitech Dropbox, so I could just boop, 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 go to anything I want to go to from there. Yeah, I um, yeah. So we we when Adam came on board, we dropped it down another half step, and Adam he's got that soulful, angsty kind of voice. So we we brought it down just another half step to give him a little bit more headroom to do some stuff. Uh, he did he knocked this one out of the park. Uh, the next one. We got coming out here in a few weeks. He's he's amped it up a little bit more, but then I, I, I hate to say this the the next one, not the the next one, but the next one after the next is the one I'm really excited for. The, he he just knocks the you know to knocks it out of the park. We got, but uh, no, Faith Head is a collaborative. Um, isn't so, it fun though when, when when you guys are coming up with a new song? It's like yeah, it's like the new toy in the toy box, you know, and everything oh, yeah. else. Like ah, I don't hear it no more. But I mean, I know by the time I'm done, you know, re-recording and re-dubbing and mixing it down, I'm like, all right, I hate this song now. <laughs> Next, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, nine times out of ten, um, we're we we are pretty good about letting things percolate and then going back to them letting them sit uh we've got a we've got two or three songs that uh that have been percolating for a few months that we got to finish um right now we're we're kind of we got to stop doing shows not that we've been able to do a whole lot of shows but we got we got an album we got to finish so once we're done playing november 6th we probably unless it's just something major we probably won't do another show until maybe the early late spring, early summer. I don't know. We got to get it done. So let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. And you're talking about like working on your next album. Um, I've asked everybody on my show the same question. Um, you guys like rehearsal? Like, where do you rehearse and where do you record? Do you do your own recording, or do you do? Or do you go to like you know a um, established studio? Uh, yes, uh, yes. And yeah, uh, we have a rehearsal space in Chattanooga. Actually, it's in Georgia. It's okay. just right across. If you don't, if you know where Chattanooga is, it's, it sits right on the Georgia border. Yeah. It's right there in that Northeast corner or Southeast corner of Tennessee. And we have a rehearsal space. Um, and we, you know, it's where we store our, all of our gear and all of our lighting and all that fun stuff. So do you record doubles- yourself? We have, we did the Born Again album. Um, we did it ourselves. 
And but this next one we're recording at Breaker Seventeen Studio in Fort Oglethorpe, which is just right there across the Georgia line in Chattanooga. Uh, Andrew Andrew there is a phenomenal engineer. Uh, he's the one that did the the domino when the dominoes fall song, and he's he's we're probably going to stick with him for the pretty much the duration of this album. Unless we get unless we get a huge windfall of money, because you know, because you were going to get it from those streaming services. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you got forty thousand streams. Here's your three cents. Oh, I wish it was three cents. I mean, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, I just man, I want to chase a rabbit here. It's like it's day uh, or some one day this week. Someone's telling me the. the the head of Spotify is like now a billion. It's like three point five billion. Yeah. He's thirty years old. Yeah, and it's like okay, how's he making all that money? Oh, then, he's making it off us. And then they're threatening to like you know like uh, banish like bands you know that like they think have fraudulent streams. So wait a second, dude, I can't listen to my own music. You know what I'm saying? I can't listen to it because I can't fall asleep. So at two o'clock in the morning, I'm playing my playlist. It's like I'm gonna get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So that one hundred, you're going to threaten me with that one hundredth of a penny. Yeah, exactly. That, I, that I'm not going to get anymore. Okay, I think I'm good with that. But yeah, but uh, yeah, going back. No, we're probably going to stick with. We're probably going to stick with Andrew. He's doing a good job for us right now. Very cool. Um, it, it's 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 come along great. We uh, I, actually, if you go to YouTube, I've <laughs> I've put I've stitched together a bunch of uh, studio in-studio takes as a musician you will find it hilarious as a non-musician maybe not so much yeah it's it's like the movie like uh spinal tap you know it's oh, like yeah. we get it you know but like the wives the girlfriends or people that aren't a band are like what is this is stupid what is this yeah it's yeah, a thousand yeah. percent like on the money if you're in a band you know oh yeah oh so, yeah patrick let me ask you a question you like to play sure. games uh i guess as, as long as somebody in a little tricycle with a wooden mask is not coming at me. Well, I got a game for you tonight. This one is called the Yes or No Game. Okay. All right. I'm going to ask you, you know, I'm going to bring up topics. They're all random on um, index cards. You don't have to explain it if you don't want to. If you want to explain it, you can. But you must answer it. You can't say pass or I'm not sure. Or you got to pick. You got to say yes or no, okay? Sure. All right, here we go. We're going to play right now, okay? It's only about uh, about 20 of them. All right. All right. Jazz, yes or no? Oh, yes. Candy. What? Candy, like sweets. Oh, yes, definitely. Gibson guitars. Uh, yeah. Indian food. Yes. Mm, look at him. Cars with the steering wheel on the other side. No. How about Slayer? Yes! <laughs> I grew up with them. <laughs> I love it. We all did. Shit. How could you not like Slayer? War Ensemble, baby. All right. Here we go. Um, guitars with reverse headstocks. Mmm. I'm going to say no. Looks great. Pain in the butt to tune. Yes, totally is. I want to ask you, I want to talk to you about that later. Like, you got you use Shekness, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I want to talk to you guys later about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I love reverse headstocks, but what a pain in the ass. Um, exactly. 
Here we go. Corn dogs. Yes. Vinyl records. Yes, yes, and yes. Cigarettes. No. Double zippers. Do you ever see like those ski jackets? You could unzip it from the top, or there's another zipper on the bottom. You could go either way. Yeah, no. <laughs> what the hell's with those things anyway? I don't know. It's like some sadist, you know, <laughs> made that. And then if you pull the top one down and the bottom one up, it's like now you're like still stuck in the middle. It's like you still can't get the jacket off. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Rubik's Cube of zippers. <laughs> How about signature guitars? Hmm. Yes. All right, cool. I got one myself. Um, digital downloads. Like, in other words, when you buy software, instead of actually getting, like, the CD or a diskette or whatever, you know, it's you have to download it from the website. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a no on that. And that's something we want to talk about. Well, I'll just finish, finish, the, finish the game, and I'll go back and talk about it. Well, okay. Well, we'll have some well, beer talk now. music here. <laughs> All right. So, we'll go back to we got to make a note of that, and I want to talk to you about checklists. Uh, sure. Where are we now? Digital download. Yeah, I find that ridiculous with the digital download. Like, what happens now if I need, I need this again? It's like I don't have the disc. All right. right. Uh, sandwich baggies. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Uh, vinegar and salt potato chips. No. Yeah, I don't like those either. Cats. No. <laughs> Just so you know, we've done this before on the show. People may wind up sending me uh, hate emails about cats. What do you mean he doesn't like cats? I had a bad, bad experience growing up. I'm traumatized. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry. Kittens, yeah, they're adorable. I mean, you know, I love them, but I'm a dog guy. But cats, you pet them, they're purring, they're liking what you're doing, then all of a sudden they turn around and bite you and scratch you. It's like, come on, really? Yeah. That's, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all natural, like people who don't wear deodorant. No. Yeah, take a shower, man. Use some freaking soap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, singing in the car. Uh, yeah. All right, and then the last one we have, whistling. Yes. Really? I hate this. I hate people whistle. Well, if it's good whistling, mm. you know, you know, I mean, the intro to Patience by Guns N' Roses. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know, if you're over there going, <laughs> no, that's that's totally different. You know, somebody that whistles well, yeah, I can I I and I can appreciate that skill because I can't whistle. To me, whistling for the dog, you know, you know, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But people who go around whistling scenario. tunes, no, that just pisses me off. I yeah, I don't annoying. know. Yeah, well, yeah, I get it. <laughs> So yeah. before we started the show, I had asked you about uh, a couple of songs to play. Um, sure. You mentioned Wait and See. Oh, um, uh, yeah. What could you tell me about that? Like, what's the background on that one? Well, ironically, it's a cover. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a cover of a song uh, from Brian's uh, 
band never mind the damage and i love i absolutely love that song it's like the favorite song that um one of my favorite songs that that they, he had written uh, i love the lyrics of it i love the arrangement of course we did we put our own little faith head spin on it and and when we went to do the born again album which if you know the born again album is just a re-record of some songs off of our debut album and uh hence born again you know because when we went into the studio the first time back in 2016 we didn't have a sound we didn't know who we were we were we were all experienced and talented musicians you know with stage and studio experience but we the band itself and the music did not have a sound so uh we wanted to go back and because you know most uh donnie and i were pretty much the only hang you know ones left from the original lineup back in 2016 we wanted to go back and well i didn't but you know I, it made sense we wanted to go back and uh re-record some of these songs so that they you know would have the faith head sound this is how these songs sound live because if you listen to our first album the very first album that's not how we sound anymore how we sound on the born again album is how we sound now if you you to go if we, we went down to naples florida and set up and played this is that's how what you're going to hear right okay um and we were like, eh, we need, you know, I'm like, we need another song. I'm like, yeah, let's do born. Let's, uh, let's put uh, wait and see on the born again album. Cause I love that song. I mean, and so and it made sense because, you know, it was, you know, it was, a, it's, you know, it's, it's a never mind the damage song, but faith head is playing it. So, and I think the lyrically, it speaks to what a lot of people are feeling right now. And we're feeling, you know, last year it's about anxiety and being, under pressure you know isolated depressed which i think and, a lot of people almost everybody feels sometime or another yeah and i i i just think it was just an apt song for for us to release as a single um and yeah i think it, it speaks to you know people you know because there's a lot of people in pain right now some people are in pain you know, physically, you know, from, you know, post-corona. There's some people that in, that are in pain emotionally because they've lost people because of corona. There's people that are in isolation or, you know, uh, some of the most heartbreaking tales. Um, uh, well, I'll just give you my own personal example. Uh, my uncle died um, last, well... <sighs> Yeah, he he died at the end of last year. He wasn't he didn't die of COVID, but he was in the process. And my aunt brought him home for the last few weeks of his life because she didn't want him to die alone in the hospital. So she took that burden off upon herself and kept him at home, even though he could not take care of himself. And, you know, to me, that's love. Yeah. And, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of, you know, she had that option, you know, that a lot of people don't have. And there's a lot of people in pain because of, you know, their, their total lack of options. 
in those kind of situations. And, um, you know, it, it was hard, you know, going into the holidays last year. And um, because, you know, she was, you know, it's like I, I, it's like I did the best I could. And you know what? She gave him the best gift that he could have, that he didn't have to, you know, die alone in some strange place that, you know, was not his home. And um, I think wait and see, you know, addresses a lot of those types of and whether you're battling depression or whatever, you know, it is. It's about that pain inside of you and, you know, finding that spirit within yourself, you know, and from our worldview, finding, you know, that connection with God that gives you the power to get through those tough moments. And, and that's what that song speaks to, you know. And you know, we we're 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 selfish. You know, Americans are very selfish in a lot of ways. You know, we're very spoiled in a lot of ways. And um, you know, I I don't fault anybody who um, you know that 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 wrestles with you know depression in this land because you know we have an abundance of so many things that we become numb. We're like Oscar Wilde in a lot of ways. We're numb. From, from an overindulgence of pleasure, you know, and we need to find things that give us, you know, joy and fulfillment that are greater than ourselves. There, you know, the, one of the, the biggest joys that I have is being able to give back to other people, you know, whether it be music, whether it through, you know, the, the charity things that I do that I don't publicize, you know, you know, my personal you know, if you if you knew me personally, you would know. Oh yeah, you know, I have have one thing that I'm you know I'm dedicated to twelve months out of the year that I'm always you know raising money for. You know, you know that that kind of a thing. You got to have something. You can't be stay. You can't be focused on yourself. That's you know that's the problem we have. We're so focused on ourselves. Oh yeah, everybody self is self absorbed. Yes. Yeah, and you know, and if there's anything in our music, I hope that we, you know, give is you know that inspiration to go to be a blessing to somebody else. Right. And you know, anyways, that's a long way of answering that question, but hopefully, you got something out of there. 